0: Here's the situation. A magical man allows you to shop in one fictional store from any work of fiction. It could be a movie, TV, or book. Which
1: store, which fictional store do you choose to go and get a chance to shop in? Hmm. I'm TJ Jagodowski. I'm Rush Howell. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And this week's theme, Rush, you came up with this one, is... Yeah shop-a-lot ships that's right it's a pun a bit of a stretch pun
0: on (laughs) chocolate chips it's shop-a-lot ships ships okay great
1: shop-a-lot ships (laughs) well and i have i have the first one for you rush okay great and this comes off a ship so here's the situation you were lost at sea, Rush, during an attempt to circumnavigate the globe. You brought a bunch of supplies, but you're no longer planning on being rescued. You've 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 come to that come to that conclusion. You're you're not coming home. So um, all this week, you've been furiously writing letters to the people that are important to you, um, and now you've written a hundred letters. So you've also written letters to people who aren't the most important people to you that, you know, you're already down. You've got a hundred sealed letters. Okay. So today you've just, you're still in the habit. It helps you pass the time. So today you're going to write your 101st letter and you've decided to write it to a company. Okay. So who, I was
0: afraid you were going to make me name <laughs> my 101st best friend. <laughs> no, nope. I will not do.
1: No, nope. what I wanted to get you to do is like, you're all the big, all the heavy hitters are off this list. Yeah. Well, okay. like, I, mean, I got, I got a hundred yeah. good friends. I yeah. Think. yeah. Okay, so now you're hundred and first hundred and one, no sir, <laughs> right. but a hundred you better believe it a hard stuff i keep a
0: I keep a rank I could read right off I keep right. a ranking of my top hundred <laughs> in fact,
1: if someone comes in someone else has to has to get out um so your hundred and first letter is going to be to a company, great. who do you write to, and what do you have to say to them in you know in a in synopsized form great so i'm I'm going die out there, yeah,
0: and I'm sure these letters are going to get there it doesn't really matter you're hoping so you put them in concern. a
1: waterproof bag or whatever okay.
0: Right? So I'm gonna write to a company. That's interesting. I. So uh, first thing I think about is you know what am I writing to a, a company to say hey way to go good work thanks I just want to let you know that I'm lost at sea <laughs> and uh, and you're on my mind babe <laughs> and I before I go I just want you to know that you brought a little a bit of pleasure to my life. Great. And so way to go. So that's one thing I might do in which case I might write to, um, I don't know. There was a board game company that, that, uh, that, uh, they had like a, a small defect in a game and I wrote them and said, Hey, you know, I'm sorry, but like my map is really warped. Um, could you send me, you know, a replacement map? And they sent me a replacement map and a replacement copy of the game uh, signed by the game designer. Oh. And then later I played that game designer uh, online in his own game. But I always thought, like, they had really gone above and beyond. That's customer it service It's just a little right tiny there, thing. Yeah. It was a stupid thing to remember, right? But that was a, a little thing that, that made me happy. So maybe I'd write them and say, hey, thank you. But I don't think I would go that route. I don't think I would go with the, like, hey, thanks, you touched my life a little bit. I think I would probably write, and I wouldn't write, like, Hey Amazon, fuck you! You know. Nor would I be like, hey ship maker, you really, you really hosed me on this one. You, you know? don't think you're going scorched earth here? Or? I, well, I don't think I'm going to do because something went wrong in the ship, and I'm, I'm not going to blame myself. Could probably. have been,
1: yeah, could have been human error, man. Yeah, could, could have, have been, been you user could have error,
0: a... but I, I also, why am I on the ship by myself at this point? I might write the shipping company and be like, the captain, the captain is supposed to go down with the ship. He, he's gone. Why am I alone on this thing? But I don't think I'm going to go like scorched earth and 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 rip. I think what I would probably do is write to some company, um, with like my. I would try to come up with some ideas and views on what I think would, would make would make the world you know a better place. So maybe I would write to like a, uh, I don't know, a, a nonprofit. You know, okay, um, maybe like a, uh, you know, a climate control uh, <laughs> hey sort of seeing a lot of plastic out here guys <laughs> yeah i don't know i think i would just take some time and write down some thoughts and ideas about how we could make uh make you know because uh, it's a company not an institution because mm. so i would write like universities and be like here's my thing i don't like i'm always on a soapbox about this i don't like how our top universities um well, it's not really the university's fault, but but I don't like how our system incurred Like, I don't I don't have a problem. Everybody's like, "Oh, fuck capitalism." I don't have a problem with capitalism at all. But I mean, there's certain aspects of it that mm-hmm. I have you know issues with. But I don't. I'm not like a, 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 an anti capitalist. But I I do think that we have bad incentives, and I think we put our best and our brightest into these like zero sum games where you know the smartest, a lot of the smartest people that I knew. Uh, went into like hedge fund work and stuff like that which is all fine i mean i don't blame anybody for doing anything like that i don't think there's anything morally wrong or whatever but i think it's a shame that you often have people who are um uh, battling against other super geniuses in in like i said like a zero-sum game that doesn't actually kind of in my view like promote wealth you know Uh creation so i always wish that we had you know uh Better incentives to go be a doctor. Better incentives to go be a manufacturer. You know, uh, go run a company, make something that'll help our economy more than service industry
1: slash basically speculation, right? Gotcha. Like derivative markets and all that sort of stuff. You know who I'm not. You know who I'm not writing to at one o one because I wrote to them yeah. at like four. Polar, the good people at Polar Corp. Who oh, yeah. Make, who makes how much you like them. Oh, every flavor, man. Thank you. Thank you for orange vanilla. Thank you for raspberry lime. Yeah. Thanks for diet grapefruit soda. Thank you for the birch beer when I was a kid. Oh, we love, we love, it's the official beverage of, of the show, right? Like, we There's haven't, no we doubt haven't about done it. one of these in, in forever.
0: Maybe ever that we didn't kill a couple these, Polars. I'm always these Polars, for sure. So maybe I write them at about 117. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know. what I, I probably am writing... Some sort of company with some ideas, but I don't know which one it would be. At 102, you write an author. Okay, great. Sorry, I went on long. No, not company. at all. I only have one other one. The author at 102, I'm going to write... First thought is Pat Rothfuss mm-hmm. and just be like, hey, man... Get that book done.
1: Could have this this little trip could have been a lot better if I had that that book. (laughs) Which I wouldn't
0: do because I do think it's rude. Like that guy, like nobody he doesn't owe anything to anybody, is my view. That's
1: a really interesting question. The first two books he wrote were just too goddamn good. Yeah. You know, like if if they stunk, no one would be nipping at the bud for the third. Yeah. So on the on the one in a
0: thousand chance he ever listens to this, I will say, like, that was a joke. Like I I don't I Mm -hmm. because I do think it's a kind of an important question. I don't think the artist owes anything to anybody and you know it's kind of ultimately their creation now i understand why people are mad at george r, r. martin and yeah. everything else but you know if i saw the guy i'm not gonna go like give him a right hook and right. be like you son of a bitch <laughs> um
1: does it does it feel like that is specific to authors i imagine some people say like hey you owe us another album but i've never had that feeling for me it's always only been authors who certainly made me strongest for all in love with their stories and their characters to the point where like you can't leave me here now like I mean, I th- I think it, it might happen
0: if, you know, the Avengers had just not made in-game, mm-hmm. right? I think people might have lost their minds. I can't think of many movie trilogies where they didn't just didn't make the third one. Yeah. But it's tougher for an author. I mean, well, there's nothing... a trilogy. They made the third one. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, <laughs> well, sure. But the point is planned trilogies right. where they didn't get to the mm-hmm. third one. But, or, you know, it's just different for authors than than anything else. Because bands, uh, al- one album after the next is not a continuation of a story. I don't care yeah. how artsy you want to be about it. That's not what it is. And then uh, movie makers, there's always, you know, people can step in for you. But an author is carrying a huge amount of that weight
1: themselves. <clears throat> and there's some there's there's a more participatory role for the reader, right? Cuz the reader is is also like conjuring images of what these people might look like or you know like the, the world that it occupies so it almost feels right. like in some ways it's a cooperative venture yes more than just watching a film or you know and you put 15 like, hours into yeah, it instead right. of three in your so bed or you know like you in, know what, you am know, what i am mean, gonna write you know. pat ruffis and i'm gonna say hey buddy you do you
0: that's okay i just want to tell you i loved your first two books and it's okay that i never got to read the third one that's great because the two made me happy
1: that's great last one rush 103rd letter is to an actor or a musician. Oh well, I was thought you were going to let me write Federer. I guess I was going to write Federer no, in, the first, in the top 100, in the first hundred. Yeah. Well, I've never met him, so <laughs> but I would send him a
0: letter for sure. Federer gets in there.
1: Yeah, I figured uh, he'd be in the top. So the actor top
0: or what'd you say? Or a musician? Musician? Not going to be a musician. Um, <laughs> disdain, okay, nothing but
1: disdain. Actor. <laughs> mm.
0: I I I I don't know that there's any. It's funny because there's a lot of actors that I like, and then I don't. I, I never really am like, oh, I'd love to meet them right. and yeah. hang out with them or anything like that. For the most part, so I guess it would probably be uh, a comedian. I'd probably write like David Letterman, who like wouldn't uh-huh. give a shit about shit, it. Right. right, he would throw it in the trash. But I'd be like, you know, reading your top ten list books and yep. watching sneaking downstairs to watch you at night when I was eight or nine years old was as impactful as probably anything that ever happened in my life because without it, I wouldn't have tried to do, I wouldn't have done some of the comedic stuff I did in high yep. school that led me to do like improv comedy in college that led me to move to a city in, that I've lived the, most of my life because of improv comedy and all of it, you know, started with that. And so I think I'd say, Hey, Dave Letterman, like I appreciate it, man.
1: For, yeah. For people of our age, I think that's the best it ever Ever was, or probably ever will be, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, that was the job I wanted. Yeah, I know. When I was a high schooler, college student, if you said, what's your dream job? It was, you know, do what David Letterman did. Mm-hmm. That would have been amazing. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. TJ. Yes. Here is the situation. Okay. Um, You are uh, approached... By the homonym job option cavalcade, okay.
1: So what they do is H D C comes to to me. The H J O C. Okay, I'm already getting a piece of paper Homo- ready, yeah. Rush. I, well, I, you don't need. I, okay. I don't know that
0: you'll need one, but it's the homonym <laughs> job option cavalcade. And what happens is there's a there's a a member of the cavalcade comes to you and says you can pick one of two jobs, and they're basically homonyms. But you have to. You have, one of them has to be your job the rest of your life. Okay. Okay. So, and I, A I got this. Of the cavalcade. Yeah, it comes from the cavalcade. <laughs> What, is, and,
1: what the hell's a cavalcade? I don't know. Okay. It's like
0: a, a large group of these people who
1: go around merrily uh, assigning jobs to folks. I mean, I've heard the word, but I've always thought it was like a, some sort of TV, like cavalcade of stars. But I guess what I think just of. A group? It's like
0: almost kind of like a parade, okay. but like with other stuff mixed in. It's like a caravan meets a parade, meets okay. meets, meets like a cavalier attitude. It
1: sounds like Carnian like circus folk are in here now. It kind of feels too. like that to okay. me a
0: little bit, but the, but this is more, more high class. I don't know. All right. But in any case, so here's an example. So they'll yeah. say like, TJ. Yeah. And this one it, this is what made me think of it. It came from ships, believe it or not. But so this is how I got there is one that they'll say is, "Hey, you can be a cruise director." Okay. So that what that means is you get to pick either you are a cruise director in what you probably think of as traditional sense right. of running a large cruise line, Julie on Love Boat. Yeah. Or you can be a film director who exclusively directs Tom Cruise movies. Okay. Which would you prefer to do of those two? uh jobs says the cavalcade member
1: i i'm not i'm not thrilled about either but uh you rarely are <laughs> when you're
0: approached by the homonym job option cavalcade
1: <laughs> it sounds like you should have such a great time when the homonym job option cavalcade that, well, they com- give it a fun to name town. sing hallelujah yeah, <laughs> yeah they um, give it a fun name to cover I'm, the fact that i'm just directing tom cruise movies i don't want to live on the on the sea yeah i think i agree with you yep. I agree with
0: you on that. Plus, like, cruise director has kind of become, like, a pejorative thing, like, lately, where it's, like, parents say, like, ah, oh, I feel like I'm a cruise director, uh-huh. right? i got to come up with activities for my kids. Every, <laughs> but Tom Cruise day, every has day. also become sort of a pejorative term as well. Yeah, no no doubt. Plus, like, you're going to have to do, like, really weird, high stunts, yeah. you know, like, very difficult stunts. I'm not that into mm-hmm. the, the effort that's going to
1: go into that. There's I think gonna be a lot those are ego gonna be super management fun to direct. Like ego management going. But remember on he probably too, loves you because
0: I... look, he's he's come back to you for a lot of films. That's true. Okay, here's here's oh, uh, God, another I'm, member. All I'm
1: going to do is Mission Impossible movies for the rest of my life. Yeah. Ugh.
0: Interview with a vampire, you could go that way too. Huh. Uh, another Cavalcade member comes up to you and says, well, I got some different options for you. Great. I'm listening. All right. Uh, you're going to be a gym coach. Okay. So that either means that you teach PE at a local elementary school All right. or you are a full time driver for, uh,
1: for every man comedian, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> oh, I've met Jim Gaffigan. Nice. I did a movie with Jim Gaffigan. Great. It was, I think the first movie I was ever in called No Sleep Till Madison where uh, we played a bunch of like old friends who get together every year to follow the high school hockey tournament around the state until the finals are played in Madison. Uh, a tale as old as time. I don't know if Jim would remember me, but I would absolutely drive Mr. Gaffigan around. Uh, I, would, I would be Mr. Gaffigan's driver, and I don't like to drive. Wow.
0: Well, you probably don't love coaching PE either. <laughs> no. I loved my PE coaches as kids, though, man. Like, I had this one... Mr. Mosley, and he would always wear like a, a track track suit, you uh-huh. know, but but like kind of a shiny one. Uh-huh. Like, what do you call? I don't know what you call those, but like the yeah. I and by the way, I don't know if the I've sateen. said this on the yeah. Basically, <laughs> I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but like, I was the oldest child, and my parents. I love my parents; they did a great job raising me, but they had a few idiosyncrasies where they just didn't quite understand how things worked. <laughs> yeah. So one thing that they allowed me to do was all the way through junior high, wear sweatsuits to school every mm. single day. So I just had five sweatsuits, like track suits. Now you have five sweatsitos. I do. I still I still love them to this day, <laughs> but uh, I probably shouldn't have been wearing like a Puma tracksuit to like my... I mean, I had in like picture day. Everybody uh-huh. else is in their nicest oh, yeah. thing. I was like, oh, the Puma is the <laughs> nicest of my sweatsuits. Um, but in any case, uh, I had this gym coach, uh, Mr. Mosley, who would who would wear a, a track suit and then he would come out and he'd be like, "All right, y'all, you gotta play scoops and balls." <laughs> and this this is the worst game ever, where you just have a scoop and you throw a ball into it and catch it. <laughs> and he'd be like, "All right, y'all want to play scoops and balls?" And everybody's like, "No," <laughs> you know. And then uh, and then we had this other guy, Coach Norman. It was and, and scoops we, and balls. Yeah, scoops and balls. So it's just a scoop and you and you What's throw a, scoop? a ball like, like it's a shovel. Like, like an ice cream scoop but bigger and plastic oh, so it, it can okay. kind of catch a ball gotcha. so it was like a high-end hand high high, eye coordination test where okay. you would throw this thing in so and we hated it scoops and balls was the worst and it was like the day they wanted to feel lazy and the greatest game was called star wars which was like more aggressive dodgeball where they put these like uh upside down frisbees in the center and they put these uh, foam blocks on them, and you had to run and get them and get them to your team, but the other side could hit you with stuff okay. and get the foam block back from
1: you. Just and it, like the movie.
0: Yeah, well, but they would <laughs> so, so Mr. Mosley would roll in, and he'd be like, uh, y'all want to play uh, Scoops and Balls? And we're like, no. And then he would be like, well, we're gonna do it. We're gonna play Scoops and Balls. And he would, he would have this, like, sack. Oh, nice. And, and we were like, this big yellow sack, so it's all the goddamn scoops and balls and it's gonna suck and he'd go and sit down and he'd start to open it and he would and reach he's... over and hit the uh hit the oh, hit the radio get and here. all of a sudden the star dun, wars dun, movie blast <laughs> the music blasts on super loud and he kept the star wars shit in the same looking sack as the scoops and balls <laughs> that, thing that's a good man so just some well some days he would do it some days he wouldn't uh, you never knew you never knew uh anyway uh that's gym coach for you so you you you're gonna drive gaffigan around um script supervisor okay so you can either be a like a head writer on a TV show or a pharmacist hmm script supervisor pharmacist there you go yeah some job security yeah people people are always going to be sick <laughs> yeah need pills. uh dog catcher oh you either got to go dog you're going to hate both of these dog catcher All <laughs> you, right. you either got to go uh, get like truant, vagrant dogs and, okay. and bring them back like a... Or you're the worst catcher in the bottom rung of the minor leagues. <laughs> oh, my. You're a complete dog.
1: Oh, man.
0: You're batting like 131. Your knees are But creaking. I'm playing pro ball. Yeah. No, you're at the... But you're, I'm a joke. You're, you're, you're consistently rated the worst player in the minors. Damn it you <laughs> so
1: corrupted my dream i can't even accept it i you're like crash davis if he hit 131 one th- with no with power With no power. yeah oh and I'm, I'm probably bad defensively i can't throw you're guys good, out you're good I,
0: at like developing the young pitchers. i'm a coach you're basically you're I'm basically a, coach a player coach yep.
1: um man i don't think i could i don't think i could love it that much and be that bad i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna catch dogs uh, i think i'm gonna content myself with helping out pups all right all right
0: well that was the homonym oh. job offer caval- cavalcade wow
1: okay man i i don't like it when they come to town i thought i would no sorry all, right. all right rush here's the situation i'm going to give you an incomplete shopping list Okay, Okay. I'd like you to add one more item to the list and then tell me in however much detail or specificity the person whose shopping list it is. Okay. Cool, so you're going to complete the list and then tell me who it belongs to, either generically or specifically, however you want to. Great. So the first list is bleach, light bulbs, rat traps, mustard, and
0: Uh, a loaf of white bread. And this is... Uh, like, uh, this is like a, a, a janitor, uh, who is trying to lose some weight, <laughs> eating some mustard sandwiches, but is, uh. Oh, good. Some
1: of these supplies are for, for the school or for wherever he, wherever he, he cleans up? No, this... what he's
0: going to do is he's going to take a weekend and finally get them damn rats. <laughs> okay. So he's loading up on some bread and mustard and uh, he's just going to eat these mustard sandwiches while he sits around and cl- finally clears this
1: uh, this entire, like, high school gymnasium out <laughs> okay. of rats. All right. Good, good for him. Good for him. The, the next list you come across yes. says tank top, birth control, 30-pack, juicy fruit. Uh,
0: <laughs> tank top birth what this guy is such an asshole he, he doesn't buy the condoms he buys birth
1: well control. well here's i'm sorry here's why i put it i didn't want to make them all dudes and so i didn't want to say like anything that was specifically yeah but in my head but
0: in my head it was like this is like tank a, top, a wife beer, birth control 30 pack juicy them, fruit a tank top <laughs> yeah uh birth control juicy fruit sorry what was the last thing 30 pack 30 pack Yeah, the thirty pack also made it feel. Women Mm -hmm. just have better judgment, and they go by the thirty pack of like it's going to be like ice house, right? Um, Yeah, Men's Health magazine is the last thing on the shopping (laughs) list, and uh, this is a this is a guy um, who is uh, he's taking his uh, his his girlfriend to um, to a beach weekend. Uh However, oh, he's going to show her six, a beautiful time. <laughs> six, six of his buddies are out there too. Unbeknownst. Yeah, that that are renting the house next door. So he's just going to ruin her time and theirs.
1: Great. I don't That's like great. This guy. Um, here's the next one Pudding, mm. kitty litter, double no. A batteries, licorice hard candy. <laughs> oh my God. Pudding, double A batteries, kitty litter, licorice hard candy. Oh, um, like a pack of
0: doilies, <laughs> and this is a 80-80 pack 80th. of doilies. Yeah, <laughs>
1: this is a... from from the from the old lace doily company. Yeah, comes another 50 pack of doilies. <laughs> yeah,
0: so maybe a 10-pack of doilies, <laughs> and this is a, like an 83-year-old
1: lady who, um. Uh, uh, lives by her lonesome. Oh, poor, poor gal. Yeah. All right, last one for you, Rush. Okay. Four pounds ground chuck, hmm. block of cheddar, handle of Tito's, 30 fudgesicles. Oh, that's my buddy, Jim Dunlap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. I'm not sure he does the, the sickles and maybe he would do, like, bourbon instead of the Tito's, but, like, he's out. As I was reading it, I was like, oh, this is the six buddies
1: who are in that beach house yeah. next door. No, that's my friend Jim.
0: I feel like he used to, I, I think you know, he used to have us over... Some of that's for his dogs. Okay. But he used to have (laughs) us over in law school and he'd just have this big pot of like meat and cheese going, (laughs) you know, and you were
1: like, oh boy, what's happening here? Was it like a dip or like instead of like like sloppy joke, you put it on a roll? I'm probably conflating that he had a pot of meat (laughs) and a pot of cheese, but
0: I just kind of remember it that way. Like you would get in there and he's just got like some big thing of something going. Great. You know, and you're like, oh, here's this chili, Jim's chili.
1: Deconstructed cheeseburger.
0: (laughs) Yeah, going on and so, and plus he's got kids, so uh, that was fudge sickles, and so the last thing he's going to buy is an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> he's also picking that up
1: because Papa needs his private
0: time. Yeah, his Xbox <laughs> just broke, so he's getting a new Xbox. Great, that was all of them. All right, terrific. <laughs> okay, TJ, uh, here's the situation. Okay. The eBay Wizard is back. Oh, this is your buddy. I like this. Uh, he is a wizard, an actual wizard, and he can cast real spells. However. He doesn't know the first thing about money. Mm -hmm. He's aware that money can be exchanged for goods and services, but he doesn't know how much things cost. Fair market value. doesn't know fair market value at all. Look, he's a wizard. He Mm -hmm. can create most of this stuff on his own. However, he's found out about eBay, and he wants to sell his abilities. You know, he'll sell a few of his minor spells and things like that on eBay uh, in order to be able to give to charity. And he wants you to come in and set the buy it now price. Okay. And again, he wants you to set a price that's about as high as you can to guarantee that it'll still get sold. So he don't want you to put it too low to where it, it of course, is going to get sold really right. easily. And he also doesn't off. want it too high where no. it's not going to sell because then he's then he's just not going to do it.
1: As a sidebar, what do you think we have more of on this show, eccentric billionaires or wizards?
0: Uh ooh. Tight,
1: it tight is. Race. It really is a neck and neck, yeah, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's
0: always my fault, by the way. <laughs> almost always. I'm going to say wizards. wizards. You've yeah. had some Wizards. Yeah. And I, it's almost always me with the Eccentric Billionaires. So I bet Wizards. We
1: might want to rename the show Wizards and Eccentric Billionaires. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> but I still like, uh, what was it? Hot Plops.
0: <laughs> Hot Plops. Hot Plops oh, is, God. is still uh, still my choice if we rename it. Hot Plop. Uh, so anyway, the eBay Wizard, yep. he's back. Uh, so, here's the first thing he wants you to price for him. Uh, you can transform yourself into one animal Ooh. for five minutes. Five minutes. Okay. Okay. So, and your safety is guaranteed. So, if you go to, like, an eagle. Mm-hmm. You know and, how to fly. And, yeah, you're going to fly. And if you, well, by safety guaranteed, it means when the five minutes is up, you just pop back into your form where you were. Okay, great. So, like, it's not if you're flying. Okay. You don't you become a fall. human and fall. Or if you're a cheetah and you you run yeah. somewhere else, you know you get blah blah. blah.
1: So so the the in, and the interesting thing that I want to keep in mind here is that if if we any lunatic billionaire would just throw so much money at this. So I'm also right. thinking of like um, reasonable without you know you like the that. farthest. But the and I think specifically it being a bird. The right. ability to fly, to actual minutes. fly for yep. five, just for five minutes, I would say I'm not going below a million bucks on that. Okay. I'm going to go 2.5, 2.5 mil. Okay. I like it. I think that's a, I think that's a, uh, you know, if, if I was, you know, a very wealthy person, I've always, that's always would have been a dream. Always was the dream that I, that I had was to be able to fly. And I think to experience that for real would be a, a really valuable deal.
0: I agree that it would be very expensive, and I'm not sure you're. I'm not sure I, that you're wrong. I had it at half a million dollars, okay. because of the the very short duration. But definitely, you know, it would be one of the ones because again, he doesn't really know prices, yeah. right? So he's just like some of are half a million, some are like eighty bucks or whatever.
1: Yeah, I'd be telling him, hey, you're killing me on the time limit here, Wizzy. Like we could we could really make you some cake. No, if, he's got to get it yeah, moved. He wants it moved you. in a day. Um, next thing for one day. You can eat anything
0: at all that you want with no health or weight consequences. Mm-hmm. How much do you think uh, you you should price that for on eBay?
1: I'm not going large on this okay I'm not going large on this because I don't know why someone would necessarily want it. i understand why someone wouldn't want to gain the weight of that they ate that day, but then like why do you need to if that's the case like eat just so much so I'm not going large here I'll say twenty five hundred bucks. Oh, hmm. Okay. Interesting because I. I, Oh, they could also eat like slug poison and gasoline and be okay? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I I don't know that
0: it's food. It's supposed to be stuff that's food. Uh, But I was thinking about things like, you know, there may be people that are lactose intolerant Uh or have a terrible allergy to something, but they loved it as a kid. And they're like, oh my God, for one day I get to do this with no issue. So I thought that. That might matter, but interestingly, I, I didn't come in. I came in lower than you did. Yeah. Uh, even though I was kind of thinking, well, there would be that other market for it, because you know, if you just take somebody that's overweight and say, oh, you get to you get to go bananas for a day, I don't think they'd pay really much of anything. You no. Know, like, if you took somebody
1: who's really in great shape, yeah, and and wanted like, to beat Kobayashi in a hot
0: dog eating contest, yeah, or but but like. You know, they'd say, "Look, I can have a cheat day," and those people. So I, I had it at a thousand dollars.
1: Okay, I, I wouldn't argue with that. I might have also just had twenty five hundred in my head because I made the other one two point five. Mm. So I could have looked down at my little piece of paper here and thought that. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't argue with. I would. I wouldn't argue with anything around that number. Both those numbers.
0: Next thing he says is, "This one's a little ridiculous, oh, TJ." Boy. But okay. uh, over the course of the next month, you can cut three perfect, ridiculous farts. Just. Over-the-top, super fun, funny, loud farts. Okay. Um, Think of, you know, best fart of your life. You get to do it three times over the course of the next month on command. 40 bucks and be be rid of it. 40 bucks? Yeah. I think I I added one hundred and fifty. Yeah, I think yeah. you know you get you get some people would really enjoy. Now they make but fart you, machines.
1: Yeah, you can get that sound through through a variety of different manners. This unfortunately is likely also accompanied by odor, which I think even makes it less valuable than than uh,
0: odor free. If you want,
1: he, he'll put that on there. But yeah, uh, three. Yeah, forty three, bucks. Forty bucks for three.
0: I bet. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm fifteen I, a piece. Three I could have for I could have made a big error. At one hundred and fifty, and if it doesn't sell, eBay Wizard's going to be furious with me. So maybe I'm too high. Uh, next, he says, "Hey, for the next year, TJ, Whoa. next three hundred sixty-five days, the seats next to you on airplanes will be empty every time." Oh wow!
1: Oh yeah, there's going to be some money here. Oh please, please uh, give me this. A super frequent flyer, someone who travels f- what? 50, 100 times a year, those are those, are those people. Sure. They're also probably I, got-
0: I, I fly close to 100 times a year. 100
1: times a year? Jeez.
0: Close to it. Maybe 80 flights, 90 flights.
1: And imagine these people who are flying this much have, have some coin in pocket. I'm going to say price to sell at $100,000. Ooh, that's too high. Okay. That's too high for sure. Because I think- Because you can put up the grand and have like- Yeah, and move into business first, class yeah. or first class. yeah.
0: I think now, now people would probably pay too much for it because of just the ease of it, just knowing, yeah. right? Because then you don't have to worry about upgrading, and you don't have to. You're just, you're just good. Fifty grand is that still too high? I think it's a little. I was going to say my my number was fifteen thousand okay. dollars, which may be a little low, but I think I, I'm for sure that a hundred's too high. I think we sell it at twenty five. I, I'm I'm not sure you don't sell it at 50 though, okay? Because there's going to be a couple folks. Like, there might be somebody, there, there just may be somebody where it's economical who says, "Wait a second, I go to Australia twelve times a year. I go uh-huh. Australian back once a month, and it costs me an arm and a leg I'm because six, I go because it's like twelve thousand dollars to fly to Australia in business class. Which I mean, I don't understand how anybody flies to Australia yeah. not in business class. That is. Your legs are so like long. done. Yeah. This dude's 6'5". He's so now, got some coin. So now he can go back into the economy plus, but just like pull the thing up and have his own like yeah. little
1: row to himself or Sit whatever. Sit so on kind of side saddle there, put his legs yeah. over in the in the next one over. Yeah, That's an I mean, interesting I, one. I would That's... probably pay. I mean, again, I fly a thousand
0: times. I mean, sorry, 90 times or something a year, but I, I don't think I'd pay more than uh, like 2,500 bucks or something, but okay. I probably would pay that. Yeah. I, I just oh god it's so it's uh it's frustrating okay last one he says is um some good items he's he's letting some good that's yeah, a desirable you know, he's got item a ton there, of these yeah. he, he just he can he can keep coming back he usually comes to you about five of them he says uh one time only you can make yourself appear as a highly visible extra in any film screening Hmm. So just one time you're going to pop up on screen while you can go to the you can go to the movie theater and be watching, you know, whatever movie you want and you just put in, yourself in a in film
1: there. in a film of
0: your choice. Film of your choice. Okay. And a scene that you want, whatever scene you want, They could be playing Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. And it could be the the gunfight versus the whip and oh, you gotcha. can just some, be standing right in front of
1: some old one. You can put yourself in Casablanca or whatever. Anything you oh. want. It's just one
0: time only when it's being screened for however many people you want. Hmm.
1: Interesting. I think. I mean, you could probably make some money on a bet. Because I was going to say, like, for an upcoming movie, you can just you can almost do that and get paid eighty dollars for that day. You know, no guarantee that you'll be featured, but (laughs) but you could actually get that as a job. But if you could pick, like, but you get to put yourself in any scene. Like you and I could be jurors in To Kill a Mockingbird, right? You know, or 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 you could just have one moment
0: where. For some reason we're standing right in f- right in front of Gregory Peck while he's giving his closing <laughs> argument. You just get to be like a highly visible person on screen for, you know, Five to ten seconds. And
1: once, when I, initially, I was gonna have this not that crazy expensive, <laughs> but when you when like to also to disturb, you could ha- disturb the rhythm oh, yeah. of a film. Yeah, yeah. I think just out of out of cruelty, this would go for big That'd for be big funny. dough. It'd be um,
0: just, you, but it only happens once. It's not on that film forever. Gotcha. It's one screening oh, okay, of it one gotcha. time.
1: Um, then eighty three thousand dollars.
0: I love it. I think that may be like the eccentric billionaire comes in <laughs> and does it for 83 grand. And this is tough like, to price for, for the, for the so middle much. of the market. Yeah. Just... Yeah. I, I didn't know what to price that one at. I had it way, way, way lower, but I, I, I like it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, you could also probably win your money back very easily on that. You could be like, I don't know if you know, but I am Dude, on I'm the boat. In. I'm on yeah. the boat in Jaws as uh, Shaw is getting <laughs> eaten by the shark. I'm standing on top of the <laughs> right. shark, and they're like, "No, you're not." And you're like, "You pick any screening in the world of Jaws, I'll go right. with you,
1: and we watch it. You'll see that I'm on top of that. I'm boat. on the DVD you have of it at your house. Yeah. How did you? Yeah. When Roy Scheider turns and says, "We're going to need a bigger boat," he says it right to my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm in the mouth i'm in the jaws I'm in, the, I'm in bruce's mouth when he comes up for that uh that was a great one i like that guy i like i like ebay wizard all right here's the situation rush let's use the metaphor of a journey over water for your life okay so okay. A, a ship on the sea and for a long time uh i would say our parents steer that boat and then later in life career may steer it or a relationship or some outside force may determine your course so my question for you is, when did you become the captain of your ship, if you are? And if so, what is your next port? Ooh, that's, that's a good one. Thanks, man. Certainly debatable. And right? would it be as to whether your career is the captain of your ship right now? or? Oh, yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. I,
0: I definitely am beholden to multiple things all through my life. I so certainly was not the captain of my ship until I went to college. There's Mm -hmm. no world in which it would be true that I was, I was not very independent from my, I was, I was very heavily influenced by my parents, by my cross country coach, few other authority figures and I was very much a follow the rules. Mm -hmm. I like to think I was still pretty similar to my personality, but I was, um, you, you know, I, I was afraid of my dad in kind of a good way, Mm -hmm. you know, not ever like obviously anything physical or whatever, but I just mean that he was a disciplinarian and I was, um, you know, I was a well-behaved kid in, in in that regard. Yeah. But also, I was never, like, you know, I... I mean, I, I made my own decision about where to go to college, mm-hmm. but I was still... Even, even all through college, you know, I didn't have kind of real jobs even in the summers. I mean, I worked at, like, my high school at a sports camp and yeah. did other stuff while I kind of did comedy, I guess. So, I, I mean, maybe... So it's either when I decided to go to Chicago and start doing improv comedy as opposed to, say, going to an investment bank or yeah. going to law school, which were my other two options, I think. Although maybe some of my friends probably would laugh at me saying <laughs> going to an investment bank since I like took like two econ classes <laughs> in college. But that's what all of my friends were kind of doing. And I thought – but in my junior year, I kind of thought, oh, maybe I would go kind of do that. And I guess I'll need to take a bunch more econ this year. But then I decided that summer, no, I'm going to I'm going to go give like improv comedy a try uh, after school. So that was definitely like I was definitely steering my own ship at that point, although like finances and, you know, kind of life pressure and other stuff always uh, was was a co-captain <laughs> as I thought through uh, what I wanted to do. So, I mean, I feel like I don't know. Independence is such an interesting concept, TJ, because like right now, um, I guess by whatever standards I I could probably become financially independent or set for the rest of my life without, you know, that much effort. Um, but I don't feel so, so, so you could say, well, look, you're steering your own ship because you could kind of quit your job if you wanted to and go figure out something else to do and you know probably be okay at least for a while and then figure out where to go so but at the same time i don't feel that way right Right. i feel like well there's a bunch of stuff i gotta do i have a ton of responsibilities and i just don't think you ever i don't think anybody ever well i'm sure a lot of people do there's probably like a philosophy right I don't know what which one it is, but I'm sure there's some philosophy and I don't mean just straight like hedonism, but mm-hmm. I think there's probably some philosophy that says you got to take ownership of your life. Right. You got to focus mm-hmm. on yourself first and then figure out what else where everything else falls, right? But I feel like I'm never going to feel like I'm totally in control and totally free and easy. Maybe that's what they call like the type A personality where you always feel like you got to adhere to a set of rules and perform the responsibilities that are in front of you so in in on one hand i would say gosh never in another hand i would say probably when i when i when i left college that was the first time where the path was really unclear and i was just kind of making choices and we were going to see what happened yeah like when i came out to chicago there was probably a pretty good chance i would end up in law school but who knew you know what i mean and so uh, that's maybe not a satisfying answer, but that that's kind of the, the best I can give because I don't really know whether I'm
1: completely captaining my own ship right now. I hear now. you. Yeah, I don't think there I don't know if there are clean clean answers to be had. Cause even when you were talking about college, it was like, I guess I was the captain of my own ship and either steered it immediately into the nearest shoal of rocks or right. there was no one at the wheel. You know, because mm-hmm. like um and then coming here I think I might've been steering my own, my own ship at some point though. It felt like maybe improvisation started steering my ship and then I lost yep. control kind of entirely through, you know, alcohol or, or whatever, you know, like, and that, 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 that was steering the ship for, for a long time. Right. And now I think just in the last couple of years, maybe for the first time, do I feel like I'm at the helm of, of the boat, you know, and yeah. And just new to it still, you know, still trying to figure out where to steer it and and, and where to go with it. And my next port, I think, is even just, like, still tries, trying to get my, like, get my mind right. You know, I still have tons of anxieties and stuff that I'd like to be, to be free of. So I think that's, like, where I'm steering it towards is some combination of, like, recovery and just kind of, like, mental health or peace or calm, I guess. Right. You know? And again, I th- I think it's an interesting
0: question because l- let's take children, mm-hmm. which of course neither you nor I have children, but for someone that has children, let's say you got three kids, you could you could well say, I don't really captain the ship, right? In as much as I don't have freedom, right? Okay, I have to I have to make the right decisions to make sure I provide for uh, my husband or my wife and my three children. Yep. Right. Or you could say, no, absolutely. I'm steering my own ship. I have mm-hmm. my own life, and this is part of it. And, and I have this these is wonderful passengers, and, these little passengers, right? i got these little it, passengers, right. and I'm like shepherding them to uh, in, in the ship, just as my parents shepherded me in yep. my ship. Mm-hmm. And eventually, um, you know, because it's funny, we may have talked about this, so I don't want to repeat myself. But it, I do think that when you look back, when you when you hit the age where you can first remember your mom and dad kind of being that age Mm -hmm. like my parents had me when they were 29 yep so i can kind of first really remember them at like 36 ish
1: okay gotcha Yep. i mean
0: i I can remember them earlier but that's when i was you know maybe a little more kind of understanding their personalities and so forth i don't know whatever but when i hit 36 i was like oh my god Uh surely my dad didn't feel my mom didn't feel the way i feel yeah right now at 36 because i still feel like A child in many ways. And when I looked at them, I thought, they've got it all together. They've got it all figured out. Yeah. And everything just goes smoothly there. And my dad dad just works. And my mom takes care of us and takes care of this house. And they're both just flawless at doing Mm -hmm. what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they were like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. You know? Like, (laughs) I was their oldest kid. They got me in sweatpants. (laughs) You know, sweatsuits for the entire day. I took (laughs) baths, TJ. Baths. (laughs) For the entirety of my like uh, first eighteen years, we didn't have really a shower, so to take a bath every day—that's weird. That's,
1: that's your that's your that's your prerogative.
0: No, it was odd. But um, in any case, th- those are my thoughts. On, on <laughs> that <an> sounds good. <laughs> rambling though they were. Uh, what, so what would you say? What it sounds like you're kind of saying. Well, I, I guess you I, basically answered.
1: Yeah, it. I think I'm I think I'm new to it, but I think I even if it's a loose grip, I have my hands on the wheel now. Got it. Okay.
0: Uh, This one is also based on ships. Great. Here's the situation. You are approached by uh, a magical man who can, who puts you into various films where you go into a moment of a difficult decision in that film. And I just want to know which decision you think you would make if you were that character in that film, but I don't want it. it, It's going to be a little tough because I don't want you to say like, well, that character thought this way. Okay. I want you kind of thinking
1: meld my sensibilities with that character's sensibilities. Yeah. Basically maybe it's,
0: it's you, it's your personality, but you're in that person's spot. Okay. So the one that made me think of it was the first one I'll give you, which is, would you get on the elven ship at the end of Lord of the Rings? If you're Frodo, would you leave behind his whole life that he knew and all of his fellow hobbits, and go off with the elves, and head into immortality to get away from the the memories of the uh, the One Ring and everything. I don't think else.
1: I can. I don't think I would. I think I'm, you know, like Shire-born Shire. I'll, you know, Shire. I'll stay. Kind of. That feels like a, a jump too far for for me to a a complete a, a complete unknown. Even with immortality, like I think I want to. Die in and about the people that i that I know, yeah, plus some of those elves die, <laughs> you know what I mean, like they're not totally
0: immortal uh i I don't think I could get on that boat either. I think if a spaceship showed up now and was like we're we're a space race. And we're nice. We're great people. Come, Did, come, join us in this. We're gonna get in the boat. You're, you're fly off for immortality. I think I'd be like, no, I don't want to do that.
1: I don't know if we're gonna use this at some other time. But one of the episodes that we tried to record that I failed to to actually hit record for. Yeah. You had a situation in an Arby's. Do you want to hang on to that, or would you? Oh. Do you want to just throw that in here? as a little bonus. We well, can throw the bonus. So here,
0: here's what it was.
1: Because I know you, I know you mourn the fact that this yeah, scenario this never. This this one
0: got deleted. <laughs> uh, so here's the situation. Uh, you go to Arby's, just a regular Arby's, and you go up to uh, to order. You place your order, but as you as you're ordering, you look back, and one of the guys working back, like on the fry line, is a real honest to goodness hobbit, just a straight up hobbit. He's got his big <laughs> hobbit shoot feet and like hairy feet and everything, and he's just back there, and he is making eye contact with you, like left and right. No one else seems to be paying any attention to him, and then at one moment, he opens up the dishwasher uh-huh. pulls it open and you see that it's like a tunnel. And he, he looks at you winks, beckons you with his hand. And then he dives down into the tunnel. <laughs> and once you, you think, wants you to follow, do you go in there? <laughs> it, and, was, it was a hell no. Then it's a, it's a, <laughs> a hell no. now, Right. And I, re- I recall one of the things you said is you would never be eating at army. I wouldn't be at me. the Arby's. <laughs> yeah. And I think I said, I probably said this, if I did, again, I apologize if this is a repeat, but first of all, I love Arby's. Yep. Secondly, I, I have told you my most embarrassing, like small moment of my life, right? <laughs> I think so. Which was <laughs> in law school. This is, I am not proud of this TJ in law school. I went to Arby's during exams. Law school exams is one of the most miserable times mm. of your life. Like, cause everyone's on the same schedule. No one is having any fun. Everyone is stressed out and it just sucks. Um, law school is great, but law school exams for like a week and a half, just, it's a bad mm. time. And so I would go, you know, eat and usually I'd go with a friend and, you know, that was the only like kind of nice time of the day. But this time I was, I didn't have time. I needed to catch up. I needed to keep studying, studying. So I went to Arby's and I ordered so much food that I ordered two drinks just so the guy in the drive-thru wouldn't <laughs> think it was all for me. <laughs> A guy I'll never see again in my life.
1: I was too embarrassed to have him think I ordered all that food just for me. Here's an, here's an embarrassing thing. Also, college. Uh, was two, I had a Shakespeare class. Didn't do didn't do my reading, and you know we we're supposed to be like seven plays. So I tried to read all the plays in the last. Two nights before <laughs> before class, I didn't sleep for about thirty six hours. I I was like, man, I'm gonna fade. It was eleven thirty class. I was like, I'm I'm am This is gonna be bad. So at like ten o'clock, I go out to the quad and like, well, you know, if I'm anywhere near my bed, I'm gonna fall asleep. I knock out on the quad. Oh, I no. wake up when I get hit by a frisbee. And it's a it's a bright, sunny day. So I get up after like two hours of beet red, like oh, burning no. sun. I look like Two Faced. So one like basically <laughs> lying down in the middle of my face. This side's beet, beet red. This side's like white and grass like impact, you know, like imprinted of grass on yeah. my on my face. Run into the class. 45 minutes to an hour into the test oh, no. <laughs> sweating because I booked ass across to get oh. over to the hall and uh and just bomb you know like bomb might yeah, have fallen well. asleep again didn't during well. during the during the exam it was oh. man, there was no one I I know now no one was captaining my ship oh. I I was unclear earlier was that there where was, you got the really
0: the sunburn that stayed with you for a long time <laughs>
1: no that oh. was that was after the bowling alley refinishing job we used to do <laughs> We we'd do overnights. We'd go in there when the bowling alley closed. So we'd go in there like nine ten at night, yeah. and then we'd work until nine or ten in the morning, redoing okay. redoing the lanes or or um, sealing them, hitting the boards with epoxy, and then we'd go and get like a huge sandwich and a and a, and a twelve pack, nice. and we sat out by the pool. How many, and, How long
0: did you do that for?
1: Uh, just a summer. That uh, was because was if you've done
0: it twelve months, you're allowed. To I know. I could a, call a beer a cold one. <laughs> a
1: cold one. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a crude time, you yeah. know, like. Um, and so like afterwards we'd go get a 12 pack and food and we fell asleep by the pool in New Jersey and I got I fell asleep with my hands like kind of across my belly and the sunburn was so bad I could see the width of my watch in my stomach in the imprint left oh. in my stomach so it was red red did around you bubble? What? oh yeah bubbled bad and oh. the next day we were carrying like 40 pound cables and all oh. that stuff it was bad and so my my t-shirt got all wet just from bu- just yeah. from blister bursts and yeah, and so stuff gross. like that it was it was nasty and then it was all just oh. sawdust all day and like little aggravant uh, little like um aggravant how long did no? that
0: sunburn stay with you
1: Oh, uh, years and years and years, yeah. 10 years later, I could see the loose, like the loose imprint of it, uh, of the shadow on my stomach. Yikes. It was bad. The
0: sun is dangerous, my friend. Man. Uh, one more, uh, test story. <laughs> yeah. This is about my friend, Dave Hampton, who I always say is one of the, one of the funniest people I ever met, not through doing comedy. Uh, Dave Hampton, uh, our first test in law school, which was the hardest test we ever took in law school. Partly because the teacher didn't even teach to the test, like he just used somebody else's test, and we hadn't covered about, honestly, about a third of the test. So afterwards, I was like, well, I failed that. <laughs> and every single person was like, oh, no, I failed it, too. I have no idea what happened. But so Dave, who was one of, I, I thought, one of the very smartest kids in our class, too, he, um, he lost his mind during the test because oh. he did oh. the essay section first. But you really should only spend maybe an hour on the essay section and two hours, you had three hours total, two hours on the multiple choice. Okay. The multiple choice was the part that was super hard. And he probably spent close to like an hour and 45 on the essay section. So he was way behind in time and realized it. And there was a word limit. I don't know how many the word limit was, but let's just call it 1500 words. And he starts, like, trying to edit a little bit, but he's at, like, 1,608 words. And the teacher said he won't even take the essay if it's over the word limit, which is stupid. But it, anyway, so so he loses his mind. And and in, um, in first-year law school, like, a lot of times they abbreviate contract with a K. Oh, okay. So instead of contract, it's just a K. So, you know, it's a shorthand way to write contract. So D- Dave Hampton does a control F through his entire thing, replacing contract with K, which, of course, does not limit the number of words. It doesn't reduce the number of words at all. And then he, like, runs it again, and he's like, fuck, you know, oh, oh. And then he's, like, racing through and, like, making all these deletions. But he never undoes where he replaced contract, the, the find and replace of contract with K. So he also had words like contractual all throughout it. And it just it says just qual. kale, qual all, all through. So, uh, even though he did very well in law school, he did not do great <laughs> that day. Uh, that sounds day. like no one did. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I get so sidetracked. Yeah. No problem. Um, uh, So that was the elven ship. I haven't even done any yeah, of these right? other ones.
1: <laughs> that was just a sample. Yeah. Oh
0: man. Um, okay. Uh, next one, uh, you take the red pill or the blue pill in Matrix. I don't remember which one did which. Let's say the red pill is the one that takes you into the Matrix, and the blue pill just leaves you with your life until then.
1: I think I want to see what's going on. I think I take. I, take, I think I take the business pill.
0: Yeah, I think I. Uh, I, I would too. Uh, do you kill Old Yeller uh, when he's rabbit, or oh, do you? Or can you not bring yourself to do it? I got to. It's my job. I don't think I could do it. Got to. I think uh, as a child, I just don't yeah. think I could. I
1: think I would have been like run for some yeah i mean adult. as a kid but like mixed you know if i was that age like i would definitely have like mom you can you you got to shoot this dog out here but with my brain mixed with that now i understand the, like that it's part of the responsibility right yeah but you know again i mm,
0: that's a tough one yeah uh this is going to be a spoiler but uh <clears throat> it's an old movie so tough luck uh gone baby gone have you seen it
1: I have
0: but you might have to remind me of the So basically the scenario in Gone Baby Gone is that um That's the s-
1: South Boston one or the y- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's like
0: the afflicts and but they at the end you realize that um people that you thought were like good guys had orchestrated the kidnapping of this woman's child okay. because she's a horrific mother and they were actually gonna give it like a loving home. Gotcha. But he figures it out and so he has he decides morally that he has to return. But what do you do in that situation? Do you give the the baby back to a uh, basically an unfit but not so unfit that there's no way you know mother, yeah. or do you leave it with the the loving family? Loving family, okay. Baby, baby, baby's got to win, man. All right. And then finally, um, do you build the baseball field in your Iowa corn in your in your Iowa cornfield if you get to whisper a thousand times over? You build it. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah! I would never do that.
0: I would be. I would just get in. I would go to uh, the doctor repeatedly. I'd be like, "What on earth?" Also, I'd never. I don't think I would ever like put two and two together that like. Yeah, I think what it means is if I build a baseball field, <laughs> Shoeless Joe Jackson will show
1: up. I mean, there's no way you can you can you can put all that together, but you right. Know, Hey, It'd China. be like, oh, I go build a grass tennis court in my backyard, and it means federal practice there one week a year. I'd be like, oh, John Newcomb shows up. If you build it, the Aussie will come. You know, Rod Laver just appears in your yeah. in your yard. Margaret Fielder, Margaret Court. Field of Dreams was a
0: movie I hated for many many years, and I think I've like I think I've finally kind of swung back to the popular opinion.
1: Yeah, that it's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's me too. Like right where I live, so yeah, yeah. I, I love it. All uh, right. Th- I was pretty cynical
0: in my, you know,
1: late teens, early 20s, and I was... I'm not a huge Costner fan. Yeah, but it, there are other baseball movies that people adore that I do not adore as much. I think The Natural's fine. I don't think it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. I know people love Bull Durham. I thought it was okay. Yep. I, and even when they say baseball movie, I don't really consider Field of Dreams a baseball movie. It's like a family. Uh, it, there's baseball in it, but I, I think it if it's like a hot dog choking movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
0: I think it's one of the great hot dog choke scene movies.
1: But I think my favorite baseball, pure ass baseball movie, because even naturally you can make an argument that it's like a modern fable set against baseball eight men out is i think probably my favorite my Mm -hmm. favorite pure baseball movie can't agree can't agree with you on that one
0: uh it's an okay movie i i I like the natural i would say natural's got some slow scenes Mm -hmm. but the natural's like four best moments i'd put up there with uh, that that's sports movie like having me and jim carlson always get in a fight because i I think Hoosiers is the best sports movie ever great he thinks it's the natural i'm like closer to you on the natural than i am to jim like i don't have my number I don't have it that close to Hoosiers but uh I liked it it, it Men out good I don't know uh, you know major league would be up there for me
1: Yeah that's a baseball uh, movie that's a baseball when, movie and
0: also like that hit me at the right time in my life mm-hmm. I was that's when I loved going to comedy movies you know mm-hmm. with a couple friends and I mean you know that movie ain't great but uh, I loved it All right You ready yeah, I think maybe you got one more, and then this I'll is go the last. To, this uh, is the last one. I'll go to
1: the one I did at the start, and I'll try and do this. I'll try and do this one quickly because there's some math involved. But okay. rush. Here's the situation: I have a list of 17 categories that should likely include every possible thing you could spend money on during the course of a year. Okay. Okay. I'd like you to break your total spending for a year into 100 units. 100 units. Cool. We can and, call it
0: percentage. Yes, we okay. can.
1: <laughs> we can, but if somehow like. A little, you know, if there's a hundred coins, it, okay. made, it made sense to me. But if you want to split coins, no, in the, fine. sure, that's fine. So good. I'm going to name a category. You give me how many units you think you spend on it during the course of one year. And at the end, we'll see how close to 100 you've gotten. Okay, so do you want uh, Do you want to... Oh, you're going to... Yeah, you're, okay. I'll write them down and try and try and add them as we go.
0: Okay. So I, I th- I, you know, think. But I'm so competitive that I'm going to probably want to, as I think <laughs> gonna about run it, the try to keep it to 100. <laughs> I'm going to try not to do well, that. Well, see if
1: you can answer, just try I'm and to answer, to answer quickly. Answer, yes,
0: I'll try to be fair.
1: So of the 100 units, how much of a year do you spend on food? Uh, 19 units. Okay. Shelter. 28 units. Okay, utilities, four units. Okay, uh, give me give me just one. Well, I'll I'll try and do it later. Clothing, eight units. Transportation, twelve units. Insurance, two units. Household items, five units. Gifts or charity, twelve units. Do you put in uh, how much? Do you, uh, how many units do you put in savings? Oh fuck! Uh, well,
0: thirty units.
1: All right. Um, fun money. I I,
0: I I was okay. That's okay. But I, I was doing spending and, and saving is different. But that's fine. Okay, I that's hear fine. You. It's if, fine. If
1: if um, do you want to readjust? No. Nope. Okay. Um, how about fun money, gambling, games, vacations? Ten units. Um. I think savings is the same as retirement. I didn't look at it. So um, anything for debt reduction? No. Okay. Zero. Medical? Two units. All right. Um, personal uh, Personal things like gym, haircut, subscriptions, anything like that? Six units. All right. Anything in property
0: taxes? I'm including like tennis court fees Great. with uh, the gym. I think so. And I'm going to move that up to
1: uh, nine units. Okay. In, I'm sorry. In? a Gym. The, the personal, okay. personal. Whatever Great. one you said for Jim that I said six, Great. I want that to be nine. Uh, anything for property taxes? No, I don't own. Okay. Um, I I, I wrote down credit card because that was on the list I looked up. If it was I, not uh, no, included, no, no uh, credit card. Okay. expense. And I'll then the, the last category I just have is a cover all. If there's anything you could think of that that didn't seem to come up in in those, um, I think you probably had it in one
0: other one, but I'm going to call it like frivolous expense. Okay. Um,
1: like pure like entertainment stuff would be like three units. Okay, so we'll just tack three on the end. I'm trying to do the math real quick now. 31, 31, 30. How many did you put at the end there, Rush? Three, three. Okay, so I have eleven and fourteen. One hundred and forty-four. One hundred and forty-four units. Okay, from that. But so, there was uh, some confusion uh, with, uh, with yeah, savings because I, I, I did I also all, did phrase it that so it I would say I penned. did one
0: fourteen should be the seventy and okay. then um, and then the thirty because I, I I assumed that taxes wouldn't be considered and savings wouldn't be considered gotcha. so I think fair to say that I I put it at one hundred and fourteen not too shabby not terrible
1: is um, were you surprised by any of your any of your answers.
0: I think maybe if I went and looked and then compared it to uh what's actual, I'll be surprised, but i, I can't be surprised because they were my guesses,
1: okay but uh, well, I didn't know if it was like hey jesus, you know what i'm I'm uh, man, I spend you know a quarter of my hundred units on such and such or whatever. What did
0: I say for shelter um twenty eight units that's probably like twenty two I probably have food a little too high there food's at nineteen that, that's food that's food and beverage, sure. That's you know, probably about right. Consumables. I don't know. I'd be interested to see where I got, Where why I'm 14% off. I'd be interested in knowing. I mean, well, I, I have a pretty good sense of what my budget is. So uh, who is it? Uh, JPC, our buddy is like a budget uh-huh. fanatic. Uh-huh. So he would, he would, he would frown <laughs> upon me for not knowing within, he'd be, I bet he could do it within two or 3%. So missing by 14%, I'm a little embarrassed because I actually kind of know what my budget is. But uh,
1: anyway, well, I mean, you I- can go home with this little sheet here. If I you think wanna. I might've
0: been low, frankly, on insurance. Um two units. Yeah, I think but I think insurance is maybe a little higher than that. Okay. So I don't know where I'm wrong, but I'm wrong in some spots.
1: Good go, man. Good go. Not that's too bad. Yeah, Fourteen.
0: Fourteen's right. not bad.
1: That's 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 in the neighborhood.
0: Yeah. Uh okay. TJ, here's the situation. Yes. You and this is where we started. We're coming yep. back to it. You are allowed to shop in one fictional store from any work of fiction, movie, TV, or book. Some magical man is gonna allow you to go. And shop wherever you like, you know, any kind of fantastical or non-fantastical store that's yeah. in anything you've ever read or seen. Where would be like a fantasy place that you could go in and uh, just uh, you know ha- have an absolute blast?
1: The, um, I mean, the I'm trying to I'm trying to catalog the the mystery shops I've I've seen. I definitely want magical. Okay, you know, Um, and so like the first one that came in my head was obviously the wand shop from from Harry Potter, but I that's not really yes, thank you. That's not really what I want. I want something more like, and I'm going to say this, even though this is not Mister Majorium's Fantorium Emporium or whatever. I want more something that I like things that I could like wind up and in little intricate metal works and clockworks and gears and, right. you know, like, and, uh, you know, made in gold and silver colors. That's what I want. Do you know, can you place that, that fictional shop at all? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, cause I don't want it like a toy. There's definitely, really. there's definitely some of those
0: right? in, in movies. Like there's that movie where they kind of live inside of, uh, uh, like a train station or something, and uh-huh. the guy's a watchmaker, a clockmaker, and they has almost like kind of a magical shop. I want compasses and telescopes and yeah.
1: pocket watches and and you it's know like Ben like, Kingsley
0: or somebody's the kind of dad mm. figure. In that I, I can't remember
1: which one it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's star charts and you know all that kind of. Um, but I'm having, I, I feel like I've seen a, I've seen that image, oh yeah. somewhere, and I can't. For I sure, can't place it. It's okay that you don't know the
0: exact name. <laughs> like I, I, I don't think I could name you know all of the the various stores. But yeah, th- those sort of magic shops you see from time to time in in various
1: uh, oh, films and stuff. So. You know, it would almost be like um, it almost be like the if if it weren't bad, the shop I think in Needful Things. Oh, okay. Where it's, like, all these kind of, like, unique items, a, you know, a camera that shows this dog getting closer and closer with each picture it takes. It would be, yeah. like, a good, needful thing right. where it's a ye olde curiosity shop filled with all these little curios and stuff. But, yeah, not cursed, not not 100% cursed items.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that, yeah. That, I, I just feel like there are a lot of times I watch, um, yeah, it's usually, like, a fantasy movie. And they go into some store and they just do a great job of, they won't show you much, but they show you enough that you're Uh like, oh my God, I'd love to get in there. (laughs) I mean, I'd love to go to just like the Harry Potter bookstore school, right? (laughs) And I don't know, I guess that's on Diagon Alley or whatever with the other other stores. It would definitely not be, even though it's funny that the one we can always remember is Ollivander's, but like, you know, all you get there is a wand. Yeah, I hear you. So I would want something that's got, you know, more options right i hear you just
1: wands it would be cool to see which wand you know like you're perfectly matched for that would be cool but then you basically just got to go to school with this darn thing and start off with some kind of crappy low level you know like spells as well like i want something i can you know i don't know put on a shelf look at intricacies and all all that Uh, even like when i go to museums the 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 paintings are fine but if they ever have like you know, miniature clockworks yeah. or, you know, like any kind of mechanized or mechanical, especially these things that were made, you know, in the 1600s that are that delicate and, and precise. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think watches are, are super cool Yeah. Uh, to begin with. I mean, I
0: don't I, I do own one watch that I, I never wear, but I, I just think like the ones where you can see in the back uh-huh. just the intricacy behind all of it. And then you take that and you dial it up to the next level. And yeah. it's like in one of those magical stores right. where like, <laughs> you, you know, the thing turns and spins and then it takes a portal to somewhere opens yeah. or whatever.
1: Yeah. I Those are equivalent to those like um, kind of old geared solar systems where, mm-hmm. you know, like you turn the dial and the, the planets go around the sun, but then also the little moon is going around the earth, you right. know, like those kind of, Love those kind those of yeah, same here.
0: I, I I wonder if we could even come up with one from a from a that that doesn't involve like fantasy or or magic uh-huh. that we've ever seen in any movie because I, I struggled to there there were like I I don't know there there are probably like just really fun bars and things uh-huh. that have been listed in <laughs> some works of fiction that. I mean, I would love to fi- go to Cheers. Oh, yeah. I and uh, meet, you know, Sam Malone. And how about all that those
1: fictional stuff? store, Tiffany's, and breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's? Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> there you go. I mean, how about that uh, eBay Wizard store? If he <laughs> could put all his stuff into one spot, that would be a great store. Uh,
1: uh, well, we'd like to thank Nate DeFort for producing for us, Julie Nichols for doing our music, Emily Cardamus for the artwork. Uh, if you want to write to us, we're at here's the situation podcast at gmail.com. Please do. If you wouldn't mind um uh, uh reviewing and uh and rating and if and if we we absolutely do not mind if it's under a five-star rating but if it is could you tell us how you'd like us to get better because we we would be absolutely up for well we only uh, have constructive one criticism get. i'll go ahead and brag. We, i think we have one four-star so rating. far they're gonna come now they're gonna in, roll i've just invited in quite now. a
0: few uh, but, but yeah i i do uh, we probably still when this one gets released still won't have it but right. once we hit 250 five star ratings we will do a special episode just of listener uh questions or and 2,004
1: situations. star ratings yeah or 2,004 <laughs> yeah that's all right too. uh thanks a bunch hope to talk to you next time
0: pop punk